What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Breakdown Breakdown. I'm here with my co-host, Hunter. Hunter, Summer League's over. How are you doing? Oh, man. I mean, I'm feeling like I have to wait until October now to see the Thunder play as a team. But FIBA's coming up, FIBA basketball. So, I mean, that, that that's literally the only semblance of Thunder basketball we'll get for, like, a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, plenty of... Uh... Under representatives throughout the rosters for sure for for the FIBA World Cup, um, but yeah, like you said, I, I think we, we're at the uh, slowest part of the NBA calendar now, so it's going to be a grind to get through the next really two months until yeah. training camp for me today starts in late September. But yeah. we're going to be spinning yeah. new magic tricks on the pod now to keep us entertained. Yeah, which is why I, I, I valued and cherished every single. One of those minutes of yesterday's Spurs game, <laughs> even though it was mostly just G Leaguers and undrafted rookies, because I knew that was the last time Funny would play for like two months. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like the worst uh, filler episode of your favorite show, but you still want to watch it, you know, just to keep up with the plot. Oh god, yeah, it's one of those uh, filler episodes where it's just uh, tapes from older other episodes compiled together. <laughs> But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Thunder played the last two summer league games, um, and you know they they handled the roster like most teams handled the roster during those last couple of summer league games, where really the only people who played were uh, G leaguers, undrafted rookies. I'm, in OKC's case, I mean, they have so many they have so many uh, first round guys on the roster that they were able to like play some of their notable drafted guys. Um, these last two games, and, and guys like Guzman Jane, Jason Wallace, uh, Keontae Johnson. But really, I saw those three guys, like, like I mentioned, it was basically the OKC Blue playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, OKC ended up losing both of their last two games against the Wizards and Spurs. Um, let's talk about the Wizards game first. OKC ended up losing that one, 105 89. Um, the Wizards. Were led by, I mean, I was surprised that they're still playing a lot of volley this late, if I'm being honest. Same oh. with uh, Johnny Davis. I thought at this point, both of those guys would um would have been shut down, but um they weren't. And, you know, they both of them looked like for strong picks against a D League team. I mean, the Lockwood volley probably had his best game of the of Summer League. He had 19, four pre, and four blocks. Really impressive stat line. And Johnny Davis lived up to uh, his Taco Bell hype. With uh, twenty two points, three <laughs> rebounds, um, and, and then you know for OKC, Usman was was pretty good, seventeen five and five. Kaysen had a pretty decent night, ten points, uh, two assists, two steals. Um, Jared Butler, <laughs> Jared Butler was basically Michael Jordan these last two games in terms of just <laughs> scoring. <laughs> It was kind of entertaining to watch, but yeah, he had 22 points on eight of 14 shooting, four eight from three. Um, but yeah, what were just your, what were just your thoughts from this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like you mentioned, we didn't get any of the notable guys that we've been wanting to watch uh, through the summer league. Chet and all them, they pretty much sat out for the rest of the, the rest of these games. But we got the we got the word that Ty Ty was gonna you know join the summer league team for these last two games, and he did. He's uh, I don't remember if he started this one exactly, but he started the one uh, the next game after. But Ty Ty, he was great, I thought. I mean, he really showed that, you know, former first-round pick. He had great court vision, passed really well. Uh, just overall, 
I thought he played great. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you really can't take too much away from these last two summer summer league games because, like we mentioned, this was a blowout loss. The other one was a little bit more competitive. But, yeah, I thought Ty Ty was great. Uh, same for, I mean, Jared, like you said, Jared Butler really went off for some reason uh, towards the end here. So, I mean, overall, I mean, it was just a great performance to see from guys like uh, Jared Butler and Ty Ty. Outside of them, I mean, Usman did all right. Uh, you know, Kaysen did decent. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, there's really not too much to take away from here. Caleb McConnell went down with like a concussion. And, uh, you know, I finally got my Tanner Groves. But, you know, be careful what you wish for him, right? But, you know. <laughs> and, but, you know, like you mentioned, uh, the Wizards just had a little bit more talented of a roster. Like you mentioned, Johnny Davis and Blau Koulibaly played most of the game. Uh, Showed the Thunder most of the game. So, I mean, hey, all you can really take away is that, you know, the guys who were, you know, first-round talent, they played pretty decent. Outside of that, I mean, you didn't get much production anywhere. Yeah, Ryan Rollins did pretty good for the Wizards, 15-7-3. Um, but, yeah, like you mentioned, like, not a whole thing to go from this one. Usman uh, had another really good performance in Summer League. Um, Ty Ty Washington made his debut for OKC off the bench. Um, yeah, what do you think of that decision? What do you think of them deciding to let Ty Ty? Or what, did you, what do you think of them deciding to add Ty Ty but not Usman Garuba? Yeah, I thought that was interesting, uh, especially like whenever in the past pod, us specifically, and a lot of people on Twitter too, often talk about of those two, Usman is probably the most, you know, uh, the, the most likely to be kept out of them uh, based on, you know, his position and, you know, uh, viable minutes to be played. But yeah, to have Ty Ty uh, featured, not Usman, is really interesting. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to see a world where the Thunder really like, you know, eye on keeping him around because, you know, you get the starters, obviously, SJ, Giddy. Uh, then you got Dort, Joe, Mikic, uh, Kaysen Wallace, for example, who just played in this game and these past two games. It, it's just hard to see a world where you really keep him. So I thought it was interesting overall. Maybe it's because he was, you know, he was in Vegas because he was obviously in Vegas for the game uh, against uh, the Rockets and the Thunder. Uh, so maybe it's because he was around or something like that. I, I'm not entirely, you know, too positive, but yeah, I mean, it was interesting to see, but he did. I mean, I guess it was a chance for him to show that, you know, he still has that first round caliber talent because, I mean, if you saw anybody on the Thunder who was passing that game, like uh, Jared Butler, for example, or Maldonado or Jaden Shackelford, I mean, there was just a lot of turnovers, a high turnover game in this game, especially. But anytime Ty Ty got the ball, he was pretty capable uh, floor spacer, floor creator. Uh, for the Thunder and had the most, you know, definitely the most basketball IQ as a as a passer for the Thunder in this game. So I, I guess it was just a chance for him to, to get some run in the summer league and show off his ability that he's still, you know, he, he's still very capable. But I mean, I, I, the only thing I could really peg this to is that he was in Vegas. And once the trade was official and he was a member of the Thunder, they let him, you know, get some summer league run out there. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Um yeah, I just I just think it was interesting how Garuba wasn't in Vegas at all, and it's not like yeah. getting to Vegas would have been that hard for him anyway. Uh, maybe it's, it's a seniority thing um, since he was taking the twenty twenty one draft. But I mean, Trey Mann was there, so yeah, I don't know. Just a little interesting, but you know, like you said, what you said is probably like the most likely explanation as to why he wasn't there and why Tai was at it because he was already in Vegas, so I might as well just let him play a couple of games. What um, was Garuba like uh, out of the country? Probably getting ready for uh, the FIBA. Probably, but I mean, still, like, I don't think it would have been that big of a logistical thing to 
fly him over to Vegas just to get yeah. him just to get some games under his belt. But yeah. yeah, I agree. But I mean, yeah, like you said, um, he played pretty well, all things considered. Since this is a brand new team and probably still learning the system and all that, um, so pretty decent performance for him. Um, but yeah, and Elks ended up losing this one. Um, anything else that you wanted to say about the team, real quick? Like I said, hey, I wanted Tanner Groves and I got him. And be careful what you wish for, I guess, because who, man, and he did stop. Uh, Filavali that one on that one possession. <laughs> I put my hat on that, Clemente. That's the one thing I put my hat on there. And those like three rebounds, I'll take that. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, moving on. LKC played their final some of the game against the uh the Spurs. One we didn't play sadly. Um, but yeah, LKC ended up losing this one 98-94. I think this was a pretty this was a pretty fun game. I mean, Spurs yeah. basically led for like the first forty five minutes the entire way. Um, I think they had like at least the biggest fifteen points, and then LKC, I think started four for fifteen four run, and even eventually took the three point lead. But I think Spurs ended up, yeah, the Spurs ended up just closing the game out on a ten three run, and that's how they were able to uh to avoid the uh the comeback or the comeback loss from OKC. Um, but yeah, OKC ended up losing this ninety eight ninety four. Uh, like I said, Jared Butler looked like prime MJ out there. 31 points, 10 19 <laughs> shooting, 5 and 9 from 3. Um, Uzman had a pretty forgettable game. Um, 8 points, 3 11 from the field, 0 7 from 3, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Um, I think you could be chalked up at the 10 point in the final game with Summer League. <laughs> I mean, the energy, but the vibes of the game were just very, uh, lethargic. Very lethargic yeah that's the word but oh well i mean even though Luzman had a bad first and last game of summer league like in between that was so good that you can kind of just oh, forget yeah. about this um Kaysen had 13 points for 10 shooting three six from three uh Keontae had 11 11 points um i say washington got the start i had eight and five um for the Spurs, um, Sidney Sissoku looked pretty good. 10, 10 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks. Eric Stevenson had 23 points on 7 of 23 shooting. Uh, I think it's Charles Bediaco. Is that how is that how you say his name, Hunter? Yeah, yeah. I asked you, like, you're a... <laughs> I'm, a I'm a hard Alabama stan, that's why. No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, 11 he was, he, he was someone who worked at Pro 62, so... Build a phone out on that. Another guy who worked out for OKC who played, who signed for the Spurs, who signed with the Spurs in uh undrafted free agency was uh Serge Barry Rice, who had 13 points on five or 12 shooting off the bench for the Spurs and four steals. Um, but I mean, yeah, outside of Jared, Jared Butler looking like prime Kobe, or just the <laughs> biggest takeaway from this game. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Jared Butler was really the show. He started out slow, though. I mean, he had seven points to start the first half, but then, like, exploded for 15 in the third quarter. Uh, I mean, throughout this, I mean, it, it was major end of the, you know, end of the summer league vibes because I was out at Bed Bath & Beyond buying a Foreman grill for half off while this game was going on. So, I mean, I, I paid attention mostly to the second half anyway, and that's really, like you mentioned, that's where it really picked up. I mean, the first half – Pretty slow. I mean, most of the guys, uh, they were really trailing behind the the, the Spurs. Uh, like you mentioned, everybody was kind of like, you know, just kind of going through the motions this game, except for Butler, weirdly. Um, <clears throat> to start out this, uh, Jang was playing the five mostly. 
Bediaco, he really took advantage of that. I mean, he was just really dominant in the paint all day. Eight for 14, like you mentioned. I mean, just uh, excellent performance from him uh, for the Spurs. But, I mean, eventually the Thunder really did come back from that. Uh, I think Jared Butler might be the uh, the king of the steal and score in the Summer League because he did it at least three times already. Uh, and this was like his third time in the Summer League doing this. Um, and he's really started that run. Uh, it was like a 5-0 and run by himself and then really got the Thunder back into the uh, driver's seat, uh, leading for a little bit. Uh, Ty Ty did great. I mean, he had eight points, four for seven over uh, on the field. Uh, you know, <laughs> thing about Ty Ty in this, he he threw some really magnificent passes in this last game and uh, the game before. Uh, just a lot of the guys really weren't converting for him uh, a lot. But you know, I mean, that just comes with like the talent in the summer league. And most you're p- passing mostly to G League guys, and then a couple of NBA guys like you know Case and Keontae and Jang will it will be uh, going into next season. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just. The Spurs proved just a little bit too much. I mean, Sissoko and Bediaco, I thought, did great in this game for the, the Spurs, and they really just kind of powered it on for the Thunder there most of the game. Uh, I mean, uh, there's really not much to take away other than Jared Butler just did great. Kaysen had, like, a really nice steal where they were trying to throw a cross-court pass, and he, like, intercepted it midair, uh, kind of Ed reading it, kind of like uh, Mark Dagonal refers to all the time. Uh, I mean, overall, I mean, I thought – you know, the, the guys, I mean, outside of Jang, Jang was just kind of like, like you mentioned, he played every single summer league game. It's probably just exhaustion at that point. Uh, I mean, Jared Butler just did 10 for nine, 19, five and nine from three. It was just a Jared Butler story. That's really all you can really take away from this one. Uh, but they, they, uh, they, like you mentioned, after a slow start, they really kept it competitive at the end. And uh, I guess that's really all you can ask for. Yeah. Were you also surprised that Uzman played these last couple of games? Because I know he, yeah. I, I think it was pretty clear that he was going to play most most of the summer league, especially compared to like his his fellow counterparts and like Chad and Data. Um, I just didn't think he would play the full eight games at the end of the playing, which which was a little surprising. But I mean, hey, I mean, the more in game reps he can get, oh, the yeah. better. Um, especially since there's going to be like what a two month break. I mean, is he on any FIBA rosters? I don't think he is. Is he? Mm, no, I don't think he. I think it's only uh, what SGA Dort. Bertans, Mikic. I'm missing some other people, but I don't yeah, think it's Jack White and Giddy. Yeah, Garuba as well. I think. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so for game, this is like his last uh, real like in game performance for a couple months till preseason. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, good for him. But like, yeah, I was a little bit surprised he played these last couple games, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, especially with how he pre- played, like, throughout the entire middle of the summer league. Uh, he was just too good for it at the end. So, uh, I mean, uh, for him to have this type of performance to end the summer league, it's kind of understandable. After having just outside of the first game, overall, just one of the best summer leagues you can ask for from him. Uh, just playing his role fantastically and just being uber efficient and, uh, you know, grabbing tons of boards as well. Uh, a couple of assists there. I mean, just uh, especially in that Pacers game where he was being like the main facilitator for most of Chet's uh, uh, pick and roll situations. Uh, he just played really great. So I was really surprised, too. I thought he'd just have the same schedule as guys like Jay Will and uh, Chet and all them. Most of the second, most of the second year and most of the first year guys, you know, like like Chet or Kaysen. You know, I mean, just overall, I thought he'd have just a limited schedule. So it was really surprising to see him. Yeah, like you said, I mean, he played eight games in 13 days. Like, that's over half a game average. Um, and I know some of the games are only 40 minutes. But, yeah, that, that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah. Especially I, for someone like Cam who played, like, seven minutes in every game. No, yeah, totally, totally. And, I mean, you saw guys like Keontae and Kaysen kind of, like, you know, get a little bit more exhausted as the, as the times went along because they played most of these games as well. 
But, I mean, Zhang, I mean, that just proves, like, you know, the NBA conditioning he got for most of the first of the season. He was able to keep it up for as long as he could. But, you know, we all get tired, and then this was probably, like, this is the end game here. This was the very end. Uh, there's really not too much to play for anyway. Thunder didn't have the best record. And, uh, you know, he's playing out of he's playing the five anyway against uh, Bediaco, who's really talented center, by the way, uh, who didn't get too much run out, outside of, you know, being played behind Victor and most of the Spurs game. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a sort of a, a, a patent outcome here. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what are you just, so what are your thoughts on the overall, like, Kaysen only played the Vegas portion of Summer League, but what is your thoughts on him? He had, like, a really hot start, really good game, 20 points, six percent shooting for free. After that, he's kind of tailored off, tailored off a bit. Um, and it was really um, kind of in the background. Of, of some of these games from KC on offense. Uh, we're just possible from his uh, week in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I thought, like you mentioned, that first game was great. Uh, I think it really just kind of pointed to the role he'll play with the Thunder because whenever he uh, really popped off for the Thunder in that one game, uh, the the first game, he was playing kind of like second fiddle to Trey Mann as Trey Mann was the main guy really creating. And Case was playing a lot of off-ball. And whenever he played off ball, he was fantastic. I mean, what he was like, he made six of 10 from three in that first game. So, I mean, after that, he was kind of the guy who was kind of leading the way. And then eventually he got Ty Ty out there to be that main creator facilitator type guy, but still not a lot of NBA talent surrounding him. So for what he had and what he had with the, the main Thunder roster, he played great. Outside of that, there's still a lot of work to do, especially being with like a main creator type guy. He only did that, like what the second half of a season with Kentucky really uh, and then I guess it's just a little bit more of getting used to that. But the role of the Thunder, he won't really have to do that. I mean, you got Mikic coming off the bench. He'll be the main creator for the for the bench guys. And then, uh, you know, starting out with the Thunder, SJ and Giddy, obviously they're the best playmakers the Thunder have in general, uh, who will be doing that the entire time. So for what Kaysen was, you know, his role is to be with the Thunder and how he performed with that in the summer league, I thought he did great. Uh, still a lot of stuff to work on, uh, you know, I mean, athletically probably got to step up a little bit to, you know, get a little bit more uh, menacing defensively, especially getting around screens. Uh, I saw a little bit of that in the summer league. Uh, that, a lot of that could be to, due to fatigue as well, because like we mentioned, he played mostly summer league games. And towards the end, he probably was getting a little bit more tired. Uh, but overall, I thought for what the role he is, he's pegged to do with the Thunder, how he played in that first game, I thought he did well. Uh, and if he continues to do that, and he's really you know not being forced to be the main guy creating, uh, creating uh, for the Thunder altogether, especially off the bench, I think he'll do pretty solid. Yeah, um, we'll do like full on roster breakdown predictions next pod, but yeah, um, in terms of just this summer league, um, who would you guess has the, I guess two other two way spots because we know Keontae Johnson officially. Has one of those spots. That's yeah. what signed on to. So, what are your predictions for the other two two way spots? Oh man, that's still tough for me. Uh, I think the first one I just gotta give it to Butler because you know he got it last year. That's just usually how the Thunder roll. They'll probably give it to him again this year. Uh, he proved to be the only guy who's still. I mean, the only guy out of like the G League guys. I mean, see guys like McConnell or Ramsey or Plowden, anybody like that. He's really the only guy who kept up a consistent, you know, scoring threat. Uh, I mean, you know, there there might be other stuff that you complain about him, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's just two extra play play in spots or not playing. Sorry, I'm acting like I'm in the playoffs already. Uh, there's two extra two way spots here. Uh, they'll probably be fluid mostly throughout, you know, as the season goes by. But yeah, I think Butler's just probably probably guaranteed one of those spots. And I, you know, the third one, it's really 
it, it's tough for me because there's really not anybody who proved himself to be you know really worthy of that spot. They might just bring another guy like Lindy back, or you know, if they roster configuration, they want to bring Jack White in as that second two way guy. Yeah, go for that. I'll probably just settle for Lindy right now. So I'll just go ahead and give it to Jared Butler and Lindy Waters. Uh, what do you think, Clemente? Yeah, I mean, those are the two guys that, that probably makes the most sense, especially since Lindy was with the team in, in Vegas after he didn't pick up his option. Um, I, mean, I don't know, maybe Caleb McConnell. I probably had a pretty good showing in summer league, all things considered. Um, like you say, he suffered a concussion there at the end, but I don't really think that's too big of a deal um, in terms of just how that will impact his chances of staying on the roster. So, I don't know, maybe him. Um, in terms of the other undrafted guys, I think Katie Williams had a pretty had a couple of pretty good games. Zayer uh, Smith, who was an undrafted guy, but he was another guy who, had a, who was on the roster, had a couple of good showings. Um, but, yeah, I mean, nothing too crazy. I think probably – Mostly, uh, like the good portion of guys are probably going to be on the uh, OPC Blue next season. Oh, yeah. Um, and some of you guys were already on the OPC Blue, like Jeremiah Ramsey, Jaden Shackleford. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I think it's probably safe to say that it's probably going to the three two way spots, at least what we think it's going to be, is probably going to be um, Deontay Butler and I guess Lindy. That front one's a little bit more up in here for me, but maybe Lindy, maybe McConnell. Um, but yeah, just just interesting stuff. I mean, summer league, like the one of the big points of summer league is to figure out like who is is to get like a, a pretty good sample size of guys who are fighting for bottom bottom of the roster spots. So yeah, yeah. the disrespect um, to Tanner Grove, shaking my head. <laughs> yeah, he only played in one game in two weeks. I don't think that's that's a good uh. Indicator of where things are heading. Cam <laughs> uh, Woods, man, he's an anti-OU guy. It's clear that he's an OSC guy. Oh, it's a damn shame. And you know what? They, they're they partners with the OU Medical, too. So <laughs> they're really breaking uh, that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, I said that. that bit, um, not really something else since the funder news. I mean, we like like you mentioned, FIBA starts in August here. So I mean I think guys who are gonna be there to play for Thunder are Shane Ludor for Team Canada. They were officially announced uh, recently. Um and then you know Josh Giddy and Jack White for Australia, Usman Gruba for Spain, Micic and Poku for uh, Serbia. Um so you know plenty plenty of funder guys who are gonna play some uh World Cup games here soon. So Hopefully, you know that wet the that wets the uh, appetite for uh, Thunder fans in terms of seeking content in the slowest part of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside of that, really, I have a whole ton else to to really look forward to for in, at least in the immediate future. Um, I'm assuming training camp is going to start here in September, and then once that starts, then the ball starts to get rolling with preseason and then regular season, and then we're right back into the nine months. Grind, um, but yeah, um, I think next part we'll just do like roster breakdowns, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and then maybe we can talk a little bit about just overall performances in summer league, um, and, and guys who stand out the most. Um, but outside of that, is there anything else that you really wanted to uh talk about real quick? Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the 
like the dead point of the, the NBA season's kind of upon us. So send us any questions you guys got and in the Twitter comments or Reddit or threads or wherever you see the Bricktown Breakdown account or, you know, any of us posting it. Just send us any questions or uh, any recommendations of what you guys want to hear as we go along. Because, like, well, I mean, like you said, it's going to get pretty slow from here on out outside of FIBA. So just send anything our way. Uh, we'll be coming up with a lot of stuff. Uh, these next few pods but yeah definitely send any questions you got uh we'll definitely answer them that'll be probably a, a lot of the meat of what we'll do going forward yeah i would say to, to uh dm us but apparently you can only do that if you're verified so yeah i know that's that's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah definitely uh you know hit us up on like reddit or anything like that where it's not so you know totalitarian i guess <laughs> yeah for sure but all right, then, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, subscribe to the pod, and we'll talk again soon.